evening, listeners. It's Wednesday somewhere, and that means that you are listening to a spoiler alert. This week, we continue the Foster film face-off with a look at the dramatic work of Jodie Foster. Oh. Utilizing our spoiler alert Foster film formula created in-house by Sonia Stanger, <laughs> uh, we, we, we will be looking at a selection of Jodie's dramatic work and scoring it out of 15 in the areas of characterization, voice, physicality, tension and emotion, and style. I'm, of course, joined via Zoom teleconference by my my usual, um, uh, I don't know, sullen and dramatic uh, host friends. Yeah. Uh, that was bad. I shouldn't have done Rather. that. Dr. Sonia Stanger. <laughs> Solemnity expert. How's oh, how's it going, guys? Solemn. Good. Very solemn. Solemn. Solemn Very on my so end. Solemn. Yeah, austere well, even. <laughs> I'm wearing cornrows in uh, in tribute to a character that we'll talk about later. <laughs> oh boy, Sean, we gotta we're, we're gonna have to have a chat about that. <laughs> That's a it's a bold choice, young man. It's a bold choice. Um, but before we get started, you guys, we're excited to let everyone here know that CJTR is celebrating its 20th anniversary. Wow. CJTR was only able to start broadcasting because of the hard work of dedicated community members. A group formed in 1996 with the goal to bring community radio to Regina. As volunteers, this group fundraised and rallied the community, as well as conducted research, submitted paperwork, and organized programmers in order to start broadcasting. After five years, they finally achieved their goal on November 1st, 2001, when CJTR began broadcasting on the airways of Regina. To celebrate this special milestone from March 1st to 31st, CJTR will be holding some special re- remote events and online activities. There will be special special radio broadcasts, panel discussions, and we will be sharing memories and archival material from the station on social media. Make sure to follow CJTR on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or go to cjtr.ca to find more more information about 20th anniversary celebrations. Feel free to write the station to share your memories of CJTR by emailing radius at cjtr.ca with 20th anniversary in the subject line. We would love to know how CJTR has impacted your life in the community for the past 20 years. We would not continue to exist without our amazing volunteer programmers, just like you guys, our staff, and you, our dedicated listeners and avid supporters of Community Radio. Thanks for being here to celebrate this milestone with us. I can't believe you know the history of CJTR just off the top of your head like that. I actually got a tat. It's tattooed on it's my It's impressive. Floor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the thing that's crazy, wow. I got it in 1995. That is crazy because how old were you? Yes. <laughs> six? Yeah. I was six. Yeah. I was six. And, and for a long time, it was really ineligible. Ill- like it was t- so little. Yeah. Like that, a rice, uh, you just grain couldn't. of rice. And your, yeah, your parents strange. have come under a lot of scrutiny over that decision but i think it's the right decision they they have but i mean here we are um and as i grew and the ink stretched out i was able to finally read that text just in time for the 20th anniversary (laughs) that's so convenient that is wild congratulations on your forearm reaching maturity by the way on yeah on your gigantic forearms (laughs) you're built like popeye (laughs) It's, yeah. it's still a small font, you know. <laughs> okay, it's six. Okay, okay. It's six point at best. It's six point. Yeah. Anyway, um, you guys, who wants to talk about the Jodie Foster pick? Wow. Should I oh. just, as with tra- as tradition, bring up 
the worst film of the of the week that I suggested. <laughs> Please do, Sean. Um, uh, so I wa- I suggested Nell because I'd never seen this before, and mm-hmm. you know I just was I knew that she was doing some challenging work, and I was yeah. like, okay, let's see what this is about. And boy, howdy, it was kind of a uncomfortable movie. Did you guys feel the same as I? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I did. As a, as a disabled person, yes. Yes, I sure did. <laughs> and we can get into it. It's it's complicated. It is complicated. <laughs> um, basically, it is about... Uh, how would... How shall, okay, so basically, a woman, uh, a hermit that lives in the woods dies... And so they're like, oh, sh- um, we're going to go clear out her cabin or whatever. And they discover she has an adult child that she's been hiding this whole time. No one has ever seen her before. And so they're like, how do we help her? She's like nonverbal. And so they get um, Liam Neeson, who is like a like a sociologist. And then he... Yeah, he's got a special set of skills. He's got a special set I of skills. I think he's just the town doctor. He is a town doctor, yeah. <laughs> and then also they're like, we also have a beautiful speech pathologist of some sort. I don't even really know they're each of their jobs. And she's like, well, this is my jurisdiction. <laughs> and then they begrudgingly both study her for three months and fall in love and also in real life fall in love. And because it's Natasha Richardson and Lee Neeson uh, before the most sad tragedy ever. Um, there's just tragedy befalls this film. Uh, and anyway and they bring her out they teach her language and I don't know things turn out great I don't know what do you guys think (laughs) things do turn turn out great they they kind of turn out great yeah they really do it's a very tidy a whole tidy thing it's a quick tidy wrap up it's uh, I told you guys this before we started recording. I don't even, I still don't know how I feel. I watched this last night. Honestly, there were parts of it I liked, which is baffling to me. But um, I think the characterization of Nell, who in the film is positioned as like a, a feral child, basically. So it's this thing mm-hmm. that like, you know, is a big deal in psychology. And it's been the topic of a lot of interest is like, you know, what happens to a human if... They're not socialized at all. Um, but the, the tricky part is that the way she's characterized in the film is basically a weird caricature of someone with an intellectual disability. Um, yeah. Like, it's extremely coded. It's it's very deep. Like, And I don't know, they, they sort of, like, in the film say that, no, it was just that she used her very own created language and that, you know, she hadn't been socialized, so she, like, hadn't reached these developmental milestones, which is, like, I mean, sure, we, we literally don't know what a person would be like in adulthood if they hadn't been socialized, like, if they were, quote-unquote, a feral child. Um, but the way that this film chooses to portray that is a, basically a caricature of disability, and it also the way that other characters interface with Nell in the movie very much captures disability yes. and the way it is in the world. In There's a very, very upsetting bar scene that mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. really and enter, like, but... And, like, that's the reality is that, like, for example, women with disabilities are at a much higher risk of sexual violence. Um, 
So it, it like accurately depicts all of these problems in the world, but it's very triggering and toxic mm-hmm. the way that it's portrayed. And then of course you have the whole problem of Jodie Foster as a neurotypical actor um, doing this portrayal. And anyway, I've been talking for yeah. a while, mm-hmm. but it's hard to resolve. That's for sure. It is. Well, and, and, it, oh yeah. Well, we were just talking about well, the sort of legacy of um, of actors. Cripping being like, up, I believe is what it's called. Oh my god! Like I can say that I feel, but I I understand if you guys don't feel you can. Like a Dustin Hoffman doing a Rain Man, or like where it's like, oh, this is a big meaty role, and I'm gonna like really get in there. And at the time, it was kind of like this is like you're doing some pretty good work, but I feel like now it's really tough to watch. Yeah, and like we should say, it's from 1994, and it doesn't feel like that was that long ago. But it, you know, like that's more than 20. Is that no? Is that almost thirty years ago? Twenty-five. Oh. Is that math? Remember, yeah. um, the group formed in nineteen ninety-five. Jeremy. <laughs> That's when I got the tattoo. <laughs> um, but it is the situation of honestly very good actors doing a very good job of portraying something I think they really don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tried to pick apart in ways that we now know just don't make sense. And so to watch it now with, you know, the, the context and understanding we have about a lot of what some of these things are mean or supposed to mean, it, it's weird and wrong. But, you know, we're, we're, about, to, we're about to score this performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think some things are going to come up that are strange just based out of what happened. But it's a weird movie. Yeah. Like, it's just a weird it's just a strange, thing. a strange thing to see, yeah. It really yeah. is. And so. like, I wonder, I don't know, because I think a lot of people, even in the present day, would watch this movie and not have a second thought about it and mm-hmm. would find mm-hmm. it to be, you know, inspiration porn and all of that, which is another of my big beefs with the movie is that Nell is kind of just this symbol and this catalyst for all of the neurotypical people's lives, which is a real bummer. And they're like, but yeah. I don't know. I would be very curious. The yeah. end is very like, we tried to change her and she changed us. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, we should get into we'll the, our the score. We yeah. should. Let's so, do so it. with with that, Sean. Yeah. Um, what did you give the characterization of now? Okay, so I gave it a ten, um, because mm-hmm. as I said, I wasn't comfortable the entire film um, of just this sort of beautiful, nonverbal, like pliable lady mm-hmm. uh, that it really creeped me out, but. It was honestly one of the least Jody performances we've watched this entire time. Like, you know, when you're like, oh, that's that's just actual Jody. I did mm-hmm. not really get that mm-hmm. vibe at all through this. And so I don't know. I was like, I guess I'll give you a 10 for that, Jode. <laughs> OK, thank you. Uh, Sonia? Yeah, I mean, I, I struggled with this because <laughs> I struggled with scoring this movie overall because I was like, I don't know that it's accurate to score Jody's performance based on my feelings about this movie. So that being said, I did give it a seven for characterization. This is kind of where some of my protest points came off to be mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. this is a very flawed characterization. I don't stand. But by she did do flag. a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, seven. Uh, interesting that you would do that. Uh, Cause this is also where all of my protest points came from. Um, and I gave it a five mm-hmm. and okay. it started higher and then every time I kind of thought about it, it went down. And I sort of would re-watch a part and it would sort of go down. And it's because ultimately, like, 
she did a very good job of creating this person that mm-hmm. doesn't exist. And, like, Darth Vader is a very good person that doesn't exist as well. But... So we know. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like, like this person almost can't exist. And, like, the flaws in it come from there. Um, she, this will get made up very quickly. But, uh, yeah, I gave it a five. Fair. All right. Talking about Darth Vader. Sean, voice. <sighs> Just kidding. Uh, so I gave <laughs> I gave a nine, um, just because I honestly was kind of uh, impressed at the language stuff. Like she mm-hmm. did seem to have a grasp of this sort of complicated language that was either made up for her or scripted for her. Um, even though and sometimes she kind of just a lot of it, she just kind of did voiceovers and sounded like Schmeagel, which was really <clears throat> off putting for me. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, that's that's what I landed on. <laughs> okay, all right, Sanj. Okay, well, here's why I needed to take off protest points is because I gave it a twelve. Because mm, okay. I do think, yeah, like you said, Sean. I mean, she's basically operating in a in a created language. Um, the accent is very good. Like the accent work is very good. I don't know. I think like I think she did a very very effective job of capturing this character's voice. Mm-hmm. And in keeping with the theme that we've established already in the show, um, I gave it a 15. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I also like I also feel like all of that work went into that. And I like I can just see like I do think that it's weird and offset and ups, you know, it's upsetting and ultimately like this weird caricature thing, but I mean she still she still did that, right? Yeah. Like she still like learned a whole nother thing that isn't English. And it couldn't to... also, I was impressed because it can't be made up because it was based on English that, well, the explanation is her mom had a stroke. And so the way she spoke was like sort of half, like sort of uh, stroke talk. And so mm-hmm. it, it was, it was also based on that. So it was like, she had mm-hmm. to kind of follow a real script. Yeah. Well, because yeah. it was like, it was clearly partially English because also I started to be able to understand it. Yeah. I translated a couple of the words before they did and I felt so smart, you guys. <laughs> You're like the tree in the wind, you guys. Yeah, I was like, okay, it's so clear <laughs> she's saying this. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, Sean, physicality. Um, I give 10 just because a lot of this performance was uh, based on using her body language and her physicality. Um, and it was just a lot of like, some parts were very like a contemporary dance moment. Um, but I was like, I can really, I feel like she very effectively conveyed all of these emotions and I like, I could, we can tell when she's pleased or when she's like upset or Mm. I don't know. That's what I gave. Yeah. Sonia. I mean, same as last time I gave a 12 because... Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, she was a very effective physical performance, um, even, like, in terms of her face and stuff, and just, yeah, the way she carried herself. It was, it was like, I can, I am, I imagine this role was probably extremely taxing, because um, it's intense, you know? It is intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I also gave it a 12, sort of for the same reasons. It It does become this, like, very physical, because at some point it is this, like, you know, 
you're getting most of your information about this person from the way mm -hmm. that she's physically interacting and like i don't know there's some so so strange parts that i guess you're right sean they are just dance interpretive dance <laughs> <laughs> that are just like uh okay yeah like i get it i understand what's happening um tension and emotion um this one i gave an 11 um mm. yeah there wasn't like i well i don't know i i gave it because i was really the part where she shows the sort of desiccated body of her sister um and then also uh when she's watching like liam neeson and natasha richardson's daughter like play at the end and she kind of just looks in the sunset and she's got this such a bittersweet like expression on her face and i was like oh you're you're really giving me something here i was really touched by those mm -hmm. uh, Sanj? um Okay, so you know what? I lied because there are some protest points coming off here as well. Because we I gave it a seven, but I don't think that's entirely accurate. And it did make me cry, even <laughs> with everything that I said <laughs> about it. Um, because I think, like, like, I think a lot of the problems are in the writing. And I think Jody's portrayal does make this character more fully human and does convey a lot of the emotion. But anyway, I still gave it a seven. Because she got a step away from the writing. Yeah. Mm. Um, I gave it an eight. Uh, ultimately, because I actually kind of felt it was sort of distracting at a few points. And uh, that may be... That, I don't know. That might have been an editing decision or something. Maybe. But, uh, you know, it got it got awkward, you guys. <laughs> Oh, well, more than a few times. We are, are, we are gonna not talk pushing about, back on that. Are we going to talk about the part where Liam Neeson shows her his penis for science? Allegedly? And she laughs. She's like, lol. <laughs> or how people are just in and out of her house. and pretty much, yeah. There's like part where he's just sort of crawling through her house and thinking. And it's just like, she probably knows you're there. She's lived alone for like 20 years. And they're like, yeah. Natasha's like, yeah, I put cameras in there. Like, what it, what of it? Like, you guys are <laughs> obsessed with her. Yes. Anyway, bad that news. That is very true. Sean, the final, the final category style. Um, so I give 10 because I honestly feel like a lot of actresses probably would have done some good work here. Um, but you know, Jody just brings such a she's so grounded and uh and it she gave some real heart to this feral child story that uh I was like she 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 be I don't know she's good. We can't argue that she's good. <laughs> no, we can't. So much. Um I gave an 8 cuz yeah, I do think other people could have done it. I do think it was better for having her in it. Um, mm. but yeah, kind of middle of the road, I guess. I also gave it a kind of for the, kind of for the same reasons. Um, you know, like very well executed, whatever the thing that you're doing is. Um, but I do think that other people like, you know, there's no Quint, this is not the quintessential Jodie Foster movie for a reason. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and should we that, like, also Rain do, is. should we do a disclaimer saying we didn't watch the accused, which she got the, her, Oscar nomination or win for because we're just simply not up for how traumatic that film is. 
Yeah. Yeah. I thought about it for one hot second and then said, you know what? I don't need to be triggered right now. Let's not. Not not for me. And then I was anyway, but a different way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there we go. We're getting it from from some direction. Um, Sanj, would you care to talk about uh, your selection for the week? Absolutely. Um, So my pick is a little 2002 thriller action um from actually it's not really an action movie i meant like it was serving a thriller act i don't know <laughs> it is anyway serving action. thriller action yes yeah yeah no i got you uh made by david fincher starring jody alongside forrest whitaker um jared leto oh no i forgot his name dwight yokum dwight yokum thank you i was like wait which <laughs> who's that grammy um, award-winning dwight yokum <laughs> Dwight Yoko yep. and a little baby gay Kristen Stewart, <laughs> keeping with the theme of gay children, um, <laughs> in which uh, jo- recently divorced Jody and her daughter Kristen move into this honestly obscene New York brownstone. E- enormous, um, crazy. completely enormous. <laughs> Four floors, I think. Unfathomable. Yep. Probably cost that we saw a full billion dollars today. Um, <laughs> And it has a panic room built into it, which, I don't know, maybe folks who weren't, like, fully conscious around 9-11 don't remember that particular moment, but it was a whole thing, a whole personal safety thing of having a panic Mm -hmm. room installed in your house, which is basically this um, highly technological room that you can lock yourself in that's like a big steel box if you have home invasion. And then, surprise, they have a home invasion. The first night they Uh, stay there, they get home invaded. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the first night um because the the three thieves are trying to get some money that's secreted away within the panic room spoiler alert um and so it's basically about their night trying to avoid um getting murdered yeah <laughs> but well, in a fun okay. way in a f- oh very fun. In a fun way and jody um, ends up just well, trashing the new house that she bought oh boy does she in the best, in the absolute best way. Um, uh, all right, you guys, let's let's we got a bit of time. Let's jump into it. Um, what do you think about the characterization of her character in Panic Room? Um, I gave a nine just because uh, there wasn't much to go on uh, because there's not a lot of setup before we before we get right into home invasion. Um, we know that she's divorced. She hates small spaces. Not going to work out for her when she's stuck in a panic room. Um, and then she, like, it doesn't prepare us for the sort of technological warfare and art of war that she rages on these dudes. Like, why is she so prepared mm. to do this? <laughs> who, who knows, Sean? Who knows? <laughs> um, Sand? Yeah, I mean, that is the question, and it is one that came up for me in watching the movie, was I was like... How does she know how to wire things? <laughs> like, we don't know anything <laughs> about this woman. Um, so I did give a six for characterization, which I don't know is entirely fair because I don't think it's entirely her fault. But just like, yeah, it's like you said, Sean, we know that she's divorced. She likes to drink wine in the bath. And yes. that's pretty much about it. Uh, I, um, I, I, well, I, I have trouble with this because as I told you guys, I really like Panic Room. Um, I gave it a 12. Um, because I, I really love the sort of less is more situation that we're getting with these people. Mm -hmm. And like, 
I really like details of like, oh, I'll call my ex-husband for help. Oh my god. You I know, was like, like the, the, so annoyed at that part. Why would 911 ever put her on hold? <laughs> it's it's the states, Sean. No, anyway. Um so yeah, I don't know. I I think this person's real. I like I like all I think all these people are real okay. in some crazy universe. Even Sean, Jared Leto? <laughs> He's absolutely no, real. No, not him. <laughs> in 2002 maybe. All of these people completely reek of 2002. To very. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so for voice I gave an 8 just cuz it's kind of classic Jody, just like a tough southern lady. She doesn't really raise her voice. She, when she addresses her home invasion, her home invaders, she says, "Excuse me," like over the last speaker, <laughs> which was really funny. Um, the oh, also when she does these like guttural screams in the panic room when they're beating up her eighty-year-old husband, I was that was tough. Um, but anyway, eight for me, Sonia. Yeah, I mean, seven for me for basically the same reasons. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm in there with nine. Um, I feel like it's, um, I don't know. Uh, she used her voice, and it was there and present. <laughs> and in the, like, I don't know what else to say. Um, and with that, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. Uh, you're back listening to Spoiler Alert. Uh, I hope that that break was good and that you had a good break as we did as well. Um, we're talking about dramatic Jodie Foster movies today, as we are known to do. Um, but before we continue, does anyone know what time it is? Anyone have the time? Uh, I'm clear. Daylight savings happen, so who's to say? Oh, yeah, so I guess, oh, wait, it's the exact same time. I, I, I hate it so much. It's game time, people! (laughs) What? What, 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 what? (laughs) For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend about seven seconds this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Sean and Sonia, are you guys ready to play the game? I believe I am. Yes. This week's title is Inside Man. That title again, Inside Man. Inside Man. Inside Man. Okay, I think that this is a dramatic role of Jody's from the solid, 90s. Solid, solid first step. <laughs> yeah. Um, in which uh, the film starts as her beloved husband, played by someone who was big in the 90s. I can't. Kevin is Spacey. So tired. Oh, mm. no. That's Kevin what we're saying. Saying. It's I'm Kevin saying. Spacey, you're right. And so it hasn't aged well. Um, he is dying. So actually, that's fine that it's Kevin Spacey. Um, <laughs> He's and... like, Jody, I'm dying. <laughs> Jody, I'm dying. And so she's at the hospital. Um, and he says, basically, like, promise me that you'll take care of the small business that they started together. And so mm-hmm. she's like, I promise, but she has a secret about why she can't do that. Some kind of conflicting interest that I just thought of right now, but so I don't have a specific mm-hmm. example. And so he he can kind of like tell that she's hesitating. Um, and so instead of moving on to the great beyond, his spirit goes into her body. Um, uh. And she starts to hear him in her head. And she's <laughs> like, why can I hear my dead husband? And she thinks it's like a complicated grief thing, but actually he's just in there. And so he becomes her he's- inside man. <laughs> And then, you know, 
<laughs> hijinks ensue. <laughs> hijinks ensue in this drama. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. That what a great idea. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sean. Mine is also a drama. A, mm-hmm. a gritty drama starring Jodie Foster. Um, it's kind of a take on Osmosis Jones, where she plays a white blood cell, but it's like a procedural, so it's like it's very like gritty and she's like shaking down like people and trying to solve this mystery <laughs> about like uh, some sort of virus that's going around and she's trying to get to the bottom of it and clear it out, clear the body out. And um, yeah. And sh- so she's in this case, she's inside the man. Um, <laughs> who, we, we don't ever meet the, we don't ever meet the man. We never meet the man. Okay. Thank you both for some very interesting uh, very literal interpretations of what this movie's about. Um, I would, I would love to see both of those. Um, unfortunately, you're you're both wrong in all ways, shapes, and forms. Uh, I can't believe you guys have never seen this movie. Like it is, I love this. It's so good. Um, directed by Spike Lee from 2006. Um, it stars um, not Gerard Butler. His name is Clive Owen and Denzel Washington, and uh, Jody Foster plays sort of a villain character. Uh, alongside really? Christopher Plummer. Uh, yeah, it's very good. It's super cool. Um, it's about a bank heist in which uh, Clive Owen and his goons have taken over this bank. And um, Denzel Washington is trying to talk talk them out. And uh, Jody's big scene is where um, the bad guys need to talk to the bank robber about securing some some private hidden stuff um mm-hmm. and um she goes she goes in she convinces the police to let her in and um it's this it's this really interesting character is like really powerful and like is like this like person who gets things done like that's her job and like she's not a um you know she's not a law person she's a she's something else <laughs> anyway it's really cool she's a bad um, lady i'm not gonna yeah, I'm not going to spoil it and tell you why it's called that. Uh, you should watch it because it's super great. And uh, there's a lot of guys named Steve in it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, you guys, uh, as usual, thank you for playing the game and giving it your best shot. I love that you guys never get discouraged. And uh, when you get a win, it's just so sweet, <laughs> isn't it? Um, but uh, this week's game is brought to you by uh, the 20th birthday of CJTR. From March 1st to 31st, our volunteer radio hosts on CJTR will be preparing special anniversary broadcasts in recognition of CJTR turning 20. The festival of broadcasts will include love songs to CJTR, music from 2001, shows about the number 20, music spanning from 2001 to 2021, and much, much more, including our special show, which was really fun, from back in time. Um, Make (laughs) sure to keep those dials tuned to 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio, in March. As well, don't forget to tell your friends and family that they can also tune into CJTR by visiting our website at cjtr.ca, where they can listen to the live web stream or listen to shows on demand, downloading the TuneIn Radio app or Radio Player Canada app, in the Play Store or App Store, and tuning into channel 806 on the Sastel Mac system or channel 700 on the Access Communications digital service. We hope you can listen to these special 20th anniversary broadcasts in March and beyond. Whoa. Beyond. <laughs> um, listeners, we are, of course, uh, scoring Jodie Foster, utilizing the uh, Foster film formula uh, created in-house by Sonia Stanger. Artisanal. Um, <laughs> 
I appreciate the credit. It was a lot of it's, work. It's a lot of work. Um, we're talking about Panic Room, and you know what? We're talking about the physicality of that movie. Sean, what is your score for physicality of Panic Room? Um, of Jody's, Jody's performance in well, Jody's. Yeah, I gave it nine. Jordan. It's fine. It's a lot of running in slow motion. David Fincher did so much yeah. slow motion in this. It was kind of like, what are you doing? With the phone, there was like 10 minutes of her like grasping at a phone. Oh my a God. cell phone. It stressed <laughs> it me like, out so Let's much. hurry this up. Um, <laughs> oh she, man, I'm, I was into all of it. She swings a sledgehammer. She whacks... Uh, she whacks a beloved country star down a stair. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> she does a lot. Honestly, it was very satisfying when she lit that propane tank up. That was yes. oh yeah. That was a that yes. was a big hit for me. Mm-hmm. Sanj? Well, I, I'm kind of doubting this now. I guess, but I gave it a thirteen. Because mm-hmm. she did. She did. She was moving through that house. Yeah, oh, she was she up, put... down, all around. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump right on your bandwagon. I gave it a 13 as well. Wow. Um, I like this is sort of like, well, now I guess the next film has quite a bit of action in it as well. But um, I, I don't know. There's just there's something so scary about every like every time she does something like, you know, like you're like, is she going to make it mm-hmm. like, you know, is she in control of the situation right now? Mm-hmm. And sometimes she is, and when she's holding a sledge sledgehammer, she definitely is. And <laughs> it, just, it just gets me. Yeah. yeah. It just gets me. Uh tension and emotion, Sean. I gave a twelve because this was a very tense film, to be honest. Oh yeah. Did you guys I was like clenched the entire time. Um <laughs> yeah. uh, a, a piece of emotion that I felt was when she was just drunk in the tub, staring into space, and then she has a bit of a <laughs> A hitch, a bit of a chest hitch, and then she, and that's like kind of it. Jody like actually never really cries, which I kind of think is a strong choice for her because it honestly takes mm. more uh, acting strength. I feel to just show that I'm like that she's like upset or like disturbed, but not like just doing the most. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I just think a thriller really gives our actors a vehicle to thrive. Like, you know, like Meryl in the river, in the river wild. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it gives them just like different stuff to play off of. And it was, it was fun. Yeah, no, I agree. Sanj. Yeah, I agree. I gave it an 11 um, because I think it's very easy to go one note with the movie like this. It's very easy to um, kind of over emote and give too much yeah. of like the hysterics which I'm shocked that the guttural screaming about her 80-year-old husband doesn't fall into that category, but no, <laughs> it, yeah. it did it for me. <laughs> and her her visceral fear for her diabetic child. I felt it. Mm. So, 11. Um, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing out the big ones today, you guys. I gave it a 15. Okay. And the reason, the, the reason that I did this is because... I feel like the interplay between all of the actors in this is so good. Mm-hmm. And like, I realized that like, you know, Forrest Whitaker's performance doesn't necessarily affect hers. Same as Dwight Yoakam's and, and whatnot. Um, we're not, we're just going to blur out Jared Leto in our minds. <laughs> well, Dwight Yoakam does do that actually. Yes. Yikes. Yes. He, yes. He does. He does what we all wanted him to do. Um, <laughs> 
but there is this like really interesting sort of situation uh a bunch of times i think the best one is like with the police where she's telling them to go away and like he knows something's up Mm -hmm. and i think sean you might be right about this like this being a really good space for like the most dramatic room that these people can sort of get into but uh yeah you guys this is this is this is peak jody right here yeah we're gonna talk about silence of the lambs i did not give her as high a score and that That, is why that is very hot take hottest take (laughs) that is why i had to do that yeah so uh maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm not i gave it a 15 thank you sean style okay i put style um for 11 um because i got i I, like when you were talking about the policeman scene i really got some good classic jody from that scene when she was like acting like annoyed drowsy new york lady like using everything to sort of drive the police away so that dwight yoakam doesn't kill her kid um like that was that was a great scene um although also like honestly i don't know why the policeman like took from that that he should come back with a million forces blazing but i'm glad he did i guess i don't know no i think the husband life, called the cops. Actually, i'm not even i'm not even glad he did because forrest whitaker got if i wish kind of forrest would just got away to be honest me too anyway. i also wanted him to get away at the end and then i was like wait is that wrong no i think it was right it's society that's wrong <laughs> Uh, Sanj, where did you put your numbers? Well, I only gave her an 8 for style points because, I don't know, again, maybe that's not entirely fair because she did really put some Jodie Stank on it, but I think lots <laughs> of actors could have done this movie, to be honest. The Jodie Juice. Mm. The Jodie Juice. The Jodie Juice. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I gave it a 12. Uh, I, I think, you know, there's some definitely some interchangeability here, but... I still think like maybe this is one of her best movies maybe her top five i don't know but uh yeah that's that's where i put it okay 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 all right jeremy tell okay, us about nice. your your little known film a little known film called silence your, of the your Lambs. Indie thriller yeah um yeah. very few people have seen it um <laughs> it stars base basically nobody from 91 um <laughs> uh nothing you know this didn't spawn a whole series of films or anything like that and you know it wasn't made for god i'm just looking at it now it was made for 19 million dollars and it boxed office 272.7 million dollars in 1991 holy cow jeez oh um yeah no uh it's somewhat unbelievable that someone may not have seen silence of the lambs at this point but i mean there's children who are coming of age who need to watch new crazy movies every day um but uh silence of the lamb is of course about uh clarice starling who for the first time i realized her name wasn't sterling this week what? oh my I, God. I always thought i had no idea why i thought that maybe i just um but um she's of course a a, a fresh fbi agent who is uh pulled to uh investigate the a man who may may well can i say this on the radio who's killing people named buffalo bill um so uh she is assigned to interview um a a captive uh serial killer named hannibal lecter played by anthony hopkins and um 
how deep do I get into this, you guys? Well, <laughs> how much yeah. can I talk about on Honestly, the radio? <laughs> now that you're talking about it, I'm like, why did they even choose Clarice? She's like a student. I guess they everyone's like, she's <laughs> I also wondered Or that. like, she's his type. But yeah, she, no, luckily she turned out to be very adept, uh, but it yes. is kind of random. But the film follows their investigations and use of Hannibal Lecter, who seemingly knows everything and is just trying to use what he knows to get out of prison. Um, and Jody is acting like there's no tomorrow in this whole bad boy. Well, and, there isn't for uh, one lady... Yeah. what's that more than one. there is no tomorrow for yeah well true oh true very true um anyway um for for radio reasons uh they they have some chats uh her and hannibal lecter uh they um <laughs> they uh they, they do some cop stuff to try and find some people and then eventually they do yeah <laughs> it all wraps because up. murder um Sean, Murder. Uh, what did you what did you score this bad boy? I gave this the 14. area of characterization. Um, I gave it a fourteen because I love this character, um, and if this isn't like one of the most heroic characters in pop culture, period, she, like Clary Starling is so like her quiet intensity, but like tough as nails, like vibe. She's like just so good. Mm. Yeah, she's yeah. so good. Uh, Sanj? Um, okay, just before I give my score, I just need to have I'd say two quick caveats. Um, one, go. this movie is extremely transphobic, and two, yep. uh, criminal profiling is not real science. <laughs> Those are just things that I have to say, or they or they'll explode out of me. Um, okay. Well, he's a man. Character... He's forty years old. He. Uh... It's so stupid. <laughs> But they still do it. Was um, there a moth in her throat? <laughs> anyway, yeah, exactly. That tells us a lot. Um, for characterization, I gave 13. I mean, same reasons. Like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's only so much that, like, the movie can be focused on her. But even still, um, yeah, that quiet intensity, that's a perfect way to put it, Sean. Mm. Uh, I also gave it a 13. And I'm going to share the little tidbit. And I don't know if you guys know this or not. But um, did you know that... Um, Jody and Anthony Hopkins could not act to each other in this. What do you mean? Really? Because they had to take out the glass and the cameras pointed right at them. So they're just looking at nothing. Both of them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like is... they're just like they're they're not even like they're they're like like they're there, right? But I mean there's a camera and conceivably a bunch of dudes. Uh be, so so that they're just they're just doing it. They're just that doing is it. That's a big very interesting thing to say because those are some of the most powerful scenes. Mm-hmm. Sean, voice. Um, I gave voice the lowest of my scores for this film. Uh, even though I always love Jody's voice, I gave it eleven. Um, just mm. like it's it's soft spoken, it's southern, it's it's Jody. It's like, uh, it's it's hard. She never really raises her voice. I don't know. She, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't, mm. but even though it is actually now that I'm rethinking it, because it is a very effective part of her, <laughs> of her character is that she never says anything she doesn't mean, and she's like very thoughtful and like choosy with what she says. I don't know. I'll I won't like mess around. I'll still keep it at eleven. But yeah. Sanj. Yeah, I gave it a twelve. Same reasons. Like it just is so. Yeah, she captures it real well. 
Mm -hmm. I, I, I gave it 10, which is also my lowest score for this. Uh, um, I, I think it's subtle and I, I think a lot of the work is not done, uh, you know, in, in the voice here, but it's still, it's appropriate. I'll say, let's, mm -hmm. let's, we'll leave it at that. Um, physicality, Sean. I gave, uh, I gave a 13. Um, just like all of the shots of her just surrounded by and being towered over by dudes and her just being sort of like, uh, just kind of being dwarfed by them. Um, and her, there's always, there's so many close up shots of her face, just like seemingly like vacant or like closed off, but you can, her eyes are just like seeing everything and you can see her brain is just like whirring. I don't know, she's just like every shot of her like face, I felt like she was doing so much. That's not good face mm. acting, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Sanj? Yeah, um, same thing. I gave a 14. Um, and a big portion of that is face acting and also throat acting. Like the way that she oh, throat, would like constrict yeah. the, the muscles in her throat. Yes, like when she would be like reacting to Hannibal, like, and she would do this really amazing job of keeping her face completely implacable um but then you know her like throat would constrict and so it was kind of like this really subtle signal of what she was feeling and yeah it just really did it for me um i gave it a 12 uh i all like the scene where she is trying to get buffalo bill in his creepy lair oh um, my god you yeah. know but but like like the like she she got like giving off like a hundred percent cop vibes physically you know just like like doing all the things that they're trained to do and like moving through the space the way you're supposed to and all that. And like, there's so much tension, but also like, but also I'm a random 23 year old, like woman. That's just like, yeah. <laughs> in right? an like insane... it's just, you know, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, it's gotta happen. But uh, speaking of tension and emotion. Yeah. I gave, uh, I gave a 13 for this. Um, I really, the part when she's first interviewing Lecter and she kind of is like, laughs and like tries to lightly like make him like change the subject to like him filling out this like thing. And he's like, he sees right through her and then she shows her discomfort in trying to be fake like so quickly. It was like, and she's just then she's embarrassed. You can like that, all of that goes through like so quick, like so fast, but so effectively. Um, obviously the lamb speech is so intense just these like shiny mm. eyes and her like these memories like flowing out um and then the freakiest basement in the world with the most rooms and uh, <laughs> and her just <laughs> breathing heavy and just like working her way slowly through this very scary basement yeah it was it was so intense <laughs> and it like if she because she's just so she was so brave and if she like just John wicked through that basement, it wouldn't have been very effective, but that she was like scared out of her damn mind and was still like doing it. Mm-hmm. Sanj? Yeah, 14 for the same reasons. So tense, like that part when um, Buffalo Bill kills the lights and has infrared uh. or like, I don't know, night vision goggles on and then Jody's completely in the dark. Like, oh, so, so intense, so scary. Um, I gave it a 13. Uh, watching it recently, the the autopsy scene is such a strange and like she just makes you feel it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and I like 
you know, like you're like you're her foil in that moment, and like so much of it is uncomfortable because it's kind of not where it should be done, and you know, like you're getting all these like tips of how to like suffer through this procedure, yeah, as they you know start dealing with a corpse essentially. Sorry, kids. Um, it's great. Like it's, <laughs> I hope we don't have it's children just, closer, by the way. It's just crazy, <laughs> and they look kind of ridiculous with the what's that stuff called on their not Vaseline. Yeah. Um, it's like some Vicks or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like it. Like it. Just they. They kind of look stupid, and I, I don't know. It's just this like very. And how she turns real... away to put her Vicks on because she's like yeah, a lady. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and finally, style, Sean. I gave a fifteen because, um, her sort of innate like southern hardness is working so effectively here and i don't think a lot of people could have brought the same mixture of bravery and like vulnerability that makes clarice starling such a great character Mm. sonia um yeah 13 um it's iconic it's like one of her most iconic roles for a reason Mm -hmm. uh yeah i give a i give a 14 um I, I don't think I, I think if you change her you fundamentally change the movie the same way that um, you would with um, Anthony Hopkins um, I don't know did you guys know that this is like a sequel to like Manhunter was a movie they made first about the same people and mm-hmm. Brian Cox played Hannibal Lecter and like it's just not like it's just no. not the same thing and then and uh, in I the think next Joe one Julianne Moore takes over Clarice Starling and yeah, exactly, right? Hit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Um, well, you guys, that's that's all the scores. We've we've done all the scores. Um, pr- um presumably I just want to say yeah. as a as a just like a dumb plot point how the entire thing hinges on Frederica's friend remembering where one of her clients lives, like the address of her house. Like mm-hmm. that's the only reason it even happened. Anyway, um anyway do you want uh, the scores yes please do you have scores yeah oh i was gonna stop i was gonna pause the recording and total them okay well sonya on the ball oh my goodness (laughs) i'm I'm the keeper of the scores i thought you are it it, it appeases my anxiety um the keeper of the scores so in third place (laughs) with 144 points we have nell Mm. in second place with 155 points we have Panic Room. And taking mm. a handy lead, almost 40 points ahead, at 194, <laughs> we have Silence of the Lambs. Wow. Well, I don't think we're, any of us are surprised that Silence of the Lambs is, Lambs is moving forward. No. And you know what, folks? That's all the time we have. I'd like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna, my co hosts, Sonia and Sean, everyone at CJTR, and to our listeners. Spoiler alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Fridays at 3, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. My Electric is coming up next. See ya! Bye! Bye!